I think we're back. I think we're ready. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Record Spinner Podcast. I am your host, Leon Spinner. Look at me getting it right on the first time. I like it. Um, Yeah, so uh, this is episode number 60, 62. 62. I'm about to say 64. I don't know. But this is episode 62, and today uh, I will be coming with uh, a little bit of highlights, some highlights, some updates, a um, few things I want to announce, and uh, some Rhino recommendations, and and maybe a, a little, an opening to a discussion that I look forward to having with some of my guests, some of the co-hosts. It's a conversation around live music versus buying the vinyl and if there's any any deviation any differences uh any more importances if that's a word if there's any more importance in one area or the other um so yeah uh without further ado i'll hop right into it um just with some general updates i was able to stop by uh another record store in brooklyn New York over the past month. It was this happened last month now, um, but uh, I haven't done a show in like a month. So, uh, but I was able to stop by Dumbo Legacy or Legacy Dumbo, I think is the title, is the name of the record shop, and uh, I was able to grab a few goodies. One of which I will highlight in the vinyl recommendation today. Uh, but I do want to talk a bit about the shop because you know I love talking about you know different shops and sort of the feels of shops and. And, you know, where, you know, where I rank them, etc. So, uh, Dum- uh, Legacy Dumbo would definitely be on the top of my to-go-to, to go-to, to-go-to. Um, to it will be a top of my go-to record stores um, in, in the Brooklyn and New York area. I've only been to a handful, honestly, so I haven't experienced all of them, all of the the, the lushness of uh, of what New York has to offer. We kind of think of New York as being like a music mecca. And that doesn't really change when we talk about records, right? Uh, I think about it as being one of, one of the better cities when it comes to vinyl. Although I think my own home city, D.C., uh, is right up there with it. So, you know, um, typically, though, in like the boroughs, you'll find a lot of the, the more Caribbean leaning stores or shops, which they're not, they're not bad. Um, I've visited a few, um, didn't come away with a lot, obviously, um, cause I don't, I don't really do a lot of Caribbean and, and Latin American music. I, I do love Latin American music. Um, and that's for another show, but typically I stay in the realm of like, when I go into, you know, a record store anywhere, you know, I'm looking for the jazz right away. I'm looking for, you know, uh, black jazz, black music, right from, like I said, that sweet spot that, you know, late 50s, early 60s into the 70s, maybe late 70s. So that's my go-to when I go into any shop. And here at at Legacy, I was able to find a lot of great stuff. Um, I had to make some hard decisions, of course, because, you know, I'm broke. So so I had to make some really tough decisions and what I was going to decide to buy. Uh, but at the end of it, I think I came away with some amazing gems, um, vibes from the tribe. I, I cop that reissue over there, and 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 that's sort of what I really want to hit on with this shop. 
um legacy tends to have a lot a lot of the reissues a lot of the sort of the new hype stuff right uh that we all we all seek we all are after in some way or another um but it also has a lot of like really good og stuff some really good dusties as i like to call them right uh and it's really good for for all record collectors anybody who is into music should stop by uh legacy and and give it a give it a try because you're definitely definitely going to walk away with something um i can almost guarantee that uh, i only covered i think i only covered about maybe roughly about half of the shop um because it was a quick stop in i was with the girlfriend of course and so you know it wasn't like something i spent you know some actual time in but from just covering half the shop grabbing about five or six records uh that's not a bad day's work i ended up staying and chatting with uh with one of the the workers a very nice young lady who uh who previewed one of the records that i'm going to be previewing or not previewing but highlighting today and i ended up having some conversation about you know the shop owner who i'm familiar with based off of the uh, amazing documentary digging for weldon Irvine. Um, I thought that he did an amazing job with that documentary. Of course, you know, he's done other other documentaries that aren't super music related. So, yeah, I mean, we ended up talking about some of his other work and uh, I promised to check it out. And, you know, it was a great conversation. Great time. Uh, great atmosphere. It's more of an atmosphere type place. You know, you have some of those. Uh, we have a few of those. I can relate it sort of to like a, I would relate legacy to more like a, a bird land or a, a songbird type of spot where it's more about the vibes um i'm definitely surprised they didn't have like a coffee shop somewhere around in that in that shop but um but yeah it's definitely vibes you could tell that it's mo it's a real chill place the lounge is one of the first areas you see you walk into kind of walk into that lounge area where it's couches and you know a chill area where you can you know just chill chill you know um so so yeah i would rank it really high um like i said it's a i think it's a place where collectors should definitely go should should venture to um to buy vinyl so yeah uh shout outs to uh victorious da costa who again is the owner of the shop and uh the the creator and and director of the that amazing documentary that i talk about all the time um it that documentary has to go up top 10 all-time documentaries for me music documentaries especially um because it was just it just really highlighted a lot of things that you didn't know about the brother who you know they were talking about uh Weldon Irvine that being um and documentaries that do focus on that uh you know not saying that he was a celebrity or you know he was a a, a renowned figure but in the music circles he was very well respected so there's a lot out there about this cat right so for those who may be casual uh, listeners of his or maybe understand or know a little bit about him based off of the samples that, you know, Tribe Called Quest use or any various hip hop, you know, aficionados, um, you know a little bit, but you don't know the whole story. So the documentary definitely got into the whole story, right? Got into the meat and potatoes of, of sort of what his life was and what his legacy should be and what his legacy is. Um, and sort of how that played into ultimately him taking his own life. Um, I'm thinking sort of about how that documentary relates to uh, another great documentary, and that was the uh, Lee Morgan. His name was Morgan. I called him Morgan. Sorry, <laughs> I always call that documentary his name. I called him Morgan. 
uh, is the name of the documentary uh, that was done by Lee Morgan or, or done about Lee Morgan. So it's sort of in the same, I think, in the same wheelhouse. Those documentaries talk about key figures in this music, but talk about them in a way that sort of humanizes and takes them sort of out of the music that they created and more into the person of, you know, who this person is, who this person was, um, and and why they're so important to, to, the, to the art that they created. So yeah, um, again, Dumbo, uh, Legacy Dumbo, great place to go. I would highly, highly recommend. Definitely check that place out. Um, I'm going to get into uh, presenting um, a brief bit about uh, some upcoming events. Uh, if you're in the D.C. area for this upcoming weekend, uh, the weekend of September 24th, 25th, I think 24th is Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday. So if you're in the D.C. area, I encourage you to go to NextFest. This is D.C.'s own um, highlighting jazz go-go and all things black music in washington dc in the capital city it will be taking place at malcolm x park the historic malcolm x park up in columbia heights dc so you should check that out uh times vary it is free to the public so that's the big that's the big selling point to me i love a good free festival uh you know we're we're inundated now with festivals it's sort of the new thing right to have a festival um, but, uh, but a free festival can't get better than that because you're going to see some amazing musicians, some amazing talent. Uh, and for, you know, those attending the, um, next fest, you're also going to be getting a little bit more than just some music. You're going to be getting some activism, uh, involved in, in this, in this festival. So highly, highly, highly encourage all those who are in the area to go out and support some amazing musicians at next fest. Um, other than that, I mean, really, there's not a lot going on and there is so much going on at the very same time. I'm sure a lot of you can relate, but I have this question about, and it's been on the, it's been on my mind lately. I've been thinking about it more and more because I've been attending a lot of shows and attending a lot of live music. That's something that I typically don't do. Uh, typically I'm a, I'm strictly, I'm, I'm going to buy your record. I'm going to buy your album and I'm going to play it in my home away from people who I don't like, <laughs> you know, you know, so, I mean, thinking of myself as sort of on a cusp of like antisocial, right? I just much rather enjoy the sound of the music and the playing and the, the rapping or the singing or whatever it is I'm enjoying in the peace of, in the peace and quiet of my own home. Now that does not mean I'm opposed to live music. In fact, like I said, I love live music in the past year, two years, I would say I've gone to a lot of different shows, mostly jazz mostly jazz. I think I've gone to maybe one hip hop show. I think maybe no, actually, no, I haven't. It's, but it's been overwhelmingly jazz. And with that, I mean, it, I've, I've enjoyed every show that I've gone to. I'm thinking about some of the musicians that I've had the privilege of seeing. I mean, Doug Karn at the, at the HR music festival, that was home rule music festival. That was, man, that that's huge. That's, that's a legend right there. Um, I have seen, I uh, was able to see, uh, when I was in New York, I was able to see another jazz great, the great Steve Nelson, um, who is a vibraphonist who played an amazing set. 
over at the Williamsburg Music Center or Williamsburg Arts Center. I can't remember which it is. But uh, that was an amazing set, and it was a, ra a rather empty place, honestly, if I can be frank. And for the the level of musicianship I, I was able to witness this night uh, in Brooklyn, um, I, it made me think about, and it, and it really, it sort of, like, pinned at the top of my head, like, this idea of, like, festivals and live music and their perspective or their place in the music lover's sort of wheelhouse right um so thinking of myself personally again i think of myself as a lp person i'm going to buy your album and i'll go if especially if i support you if i like you if i if i enjoy your music and this is talking contemporary and legendary right um i'm gonna buy your stuff and i'm gonna play it at home but is that less valuable than actually going to see a person live um is it more valuable than going to see a person live i want to know and i want to know what folks out there think about this i want to know if you value going to see a live show over buying an lp i know that they can be equal i know that they for a lot of us we do both myself included there right but um but and, and you know what made me think about this it was there was a great little article on okay player that i read that talked about the death or the oversaturation of festivals and it talked about sort of like how and, and they were talk they were focusing mostly on the big festivals. I'm talking about like Coachella, South by Southwest, um, you know, uh, what is it? Made in America in Philly, like talking about these really big festivals that uh, tend to come around like so often. They're like they're not even cyclical anymore. They're beyond cyclical. It seems like they're happening every other month now. Um, but it, it, it highlighted it or it talked about sort of is it is it overcooked is it overdone now are people sort of over festivals um and and i can think back because i'm a i'm a guy who i, I enjoy history right and i mean in history like festivals were festivals have always been a big thing in music uh though they've been sort of few and far in between and i think that sort of that sort of captures the essence of a festival to be you know we're seeing a lot of these same names on these bills what is the importance of going to one versus the other right so i mean i'm just thinking like festivals like are they are they as important as they used to be like you know is the value of a festival or a live show still there when now you have all these different ways you can be in person or there in the moment you know with uh with your favorite musicians so it's a good it's a good topic. I, I want to explore it more. I want to start asking guests and, and um, co-hosts about their uh, opinions and their perspectives on this very important question about live music versus buying the LP, buying the album. So more to come on that. And again, I want to hear your perspectives. I want to hear your takes. So if you want to, please email me at the record spinner podcast at gmail dot com. Or you can jump into the DMs and uh, message me uh, sort of what your thoughts are about this. And you can do that by reaching out to me at Rebirth of the Cool on IG and on Twitter. So before I actually get into the vinyl recommendations and close out here, I want to send a quick shout out and a rest in peace to the brother, the ancestor now, Ramsey Lewis. Um a titan piano player who uh, is renowned for his crossover work um, and crossing over into quote-unquote popular music 
Um, I read this in the rest in peace one. I think it was the Washington Post talking about his crossover appeal in, into the pop culture area. Um, I, I don't know too much about that. I know I own a lot of his LPs, most of which have a very distinct sound of Ramsey Lewis's type style of play. I would, I would consider it funky, more funky, a soulful jazz type of performance. Um, but of course, you know, you're, it's, it's, you're free to like or dislike whatever from Ramsey. He spans the, the eras of the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, um, respectfully. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, he was a legend. Uh, you cannot, I mean, if you're a record collector and you like jazz even a little bit, I guarantee you, you have, you know, at least 10, five to 10 Ramsey Lewis LPs. I'm thinking I have at least five to 10 Ramsey Lewis LPs in my collection, so, um, so yeah, you know, uh, rest in peace. And, and, um, now he's an ancestor, um, of ours. So the vinyl recommendations are for this week. The vinyl recommendations are just a little, a little glimpse into what I'm listening to a little highlight of sort of what I've been recommended by, uh, the community, the VC and, uh, and what I've stumbled upon in my digging and, and, crate digging and going around to different shops record buying lately has been very touch and go it's been very uh bingy right like i've been either i go and go into a record store and drop a few hundred dollars or i don't spend anything at all and and that's a that's a typical way for me to be that's normally how i buy records i go into a record store and get some records but i, I don't really overdo it um so lately i've been either overdoing it or not doing it at all so um so my first of our first rhino recommendation comes from comes courtesy of my a good friend of the show uh brother dalton he recommended this record it is called spring he recommended it due to the album cover he said it was kind of kind of interesting it didn't look like you know maybe it had uh, some some amazing music on it but lo and behold it had some amazing music on it and i can't fault him because i also think the cover is a little interesting <laughs> not like in a weird way but just like it looks like some uh some boppy or some you know maybe some you know regular regular traditional jazz stuff and uh this record spring by the ibrahim khalil Shah shahib quintet featuring Menkunku, uh is a perfect record for afternoon spin um it's a uh, spring springtime in the Cape. Uh, of course, this quintet um, and men Kunku uh, are they hail from South Africa, Cape Town, I think, to be exact. And uh, this record is absolutely 
Absolutely nuts. Um, I would have to say my favorite songs come on side two, and that is uh, The Birds and You Don't Know What Love Is, of course. Uh, these records are absolute fire. Um, the whole thing is fire, though. It's uh, it, it comes from uh, 1969, uh, and it comes courtesy of Teal's Atlantic City label. Uh, it was reissued, though, by uh, Matt, Matsu, Matsuli, Matsuli uh, Music. Maxuli Music Limited. Oh, that's the reissue outfit, I believe. Um, and this, uh, I'm glad it was reissued. I don't know much about um, South African jazz outside of, of course, you know, uh, Dollar Brand, the, the amazing, the talent, the multi-talented pianist that comes out of South Africa. And of course, Hugh Masakela, who can, geez, who can forget about Hugh Masakela. And of course, um, Mama Africa herself. But yeah, this is this goes right up there with them, man. Uh, it's an amazing piece of, of artistry and music. Um, definitely worth every penny. So go and cop it if you can. Um, but yeah, definitely a great, great piece of music. So my second and last recommendation of the night comes courtesy of Legacy Dumbo. Uh, shout outs to Legacy Dumbo again. I went to visit last month and I enjoyed it. Uh, really, really enjoyed the shop vibes and found some amazing stuff while uh, enjoying the vibes of the shop as well. Uh, the record I'm going to highlight today is People Get Ready from the Freedom Sounds featuring Wayne Henderson.
this record is uh, chock full of amazing uh, renditions of popular classics, soul classics, things like Respect from Otis Redding, uh, and of course Sad Song, uh, one of Otis's um, crown jewels uh, as far as, you know, songs are considered. Um, but then it also has songs like from Curtis Mayfield, and, and it has, you know, People Get Ready, which is, of course, the title of the of the actual record. And then it has, you know, some uh, some original compositions in addition to that, too. So definitely recommend, highly recommend this. Uh, People Get Ready, uh, done in 1967, released in 1967. Uh, it was reissued, and it looks like one of those glossy, really cool reissues from Tone Poets, but I'm unable to confirm if this is a Tone Poet reissue or not. I do know that it was OG. It was originally um, released by uh, Atlantic. It's an Atlantic record and uh, Wayne Henderson um, comes courtesy of Pacific Jazz. So yeah, go check that out. Uh, great record. Favorite track on there probably is People Get Ready, but that's because that song is such a monumental song for me personally. I love that song and what it represents. Um, Curtis Mayfield, of course, one of my favorite musicians. I talk about him a lot. So, uh, so yeah, it's definitely a must cop for me. And if you feel the same, you should go and cop it too. Well, guys, that is my show. I promised I was going to keep it brief. I promised I was going to keep it light. I did, in fact, keep it brief and keep it light. Um, you can feel free to reach out to me with questions, comments, concerns, please rate the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. If you have subscriptions available on your devices and wherever you listen to the podcast, but you can feel free to give me a quick shout, comment, like, or, or not comment or like, but comment, give me a comment, give me a, a, you know, a question, give me a, you know, whatever. If you don't like the show, if you do like the show, feel free to reach out to me at the record spinner podcast at gmail.com or of course on social media the rebirth of the cool and that is my time guys i'll be back soon probably in two weeks to a month with some special guests peace